everybody, welcome to another What Are You Playing? episode of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Everton, and who are the special guests with me tonight? Apparently we weren't doing a clap. I don't do a clap. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'll it'll be in the recording. <laughs> this is Kendall from KendallCast.Ninja, uh, all the, the stuff over there. <laughs> and I'm on there too. And uh, this is Julian uh, from the Nerds Without Pants podcast, back at you. Welcome back. And in the words Thank of you. Toby, no pants. No pants. <laughs> I missed that. Now that you don't, I, I miss hearing that joke on there. Yeah, yeah. I had to scale back like some of my Patreon donations, so that was one of the ones that went away. Not even on the show at, at often anymore. Anyways, I wouldn't hear it. True. Anyway. <laughs> For those that don't know what I'm talking about, Comic Conspiracy. Check them out. Even though I have nothing to do with them, they are a good show. They are a good show. I gotta give them a shout out. One day I'll talk to them. Hopefully, that's my point. All right. And no, oh, yeah. And to answer your other question, Kendall, I record everything on Skype, so you don't have to record in the background. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know that. I okay. Just I still do a clap even when I'm recording. With oh. even when we record, because it says when the recording starts. But I guess you started the recording before we, like, right before we started recording. So that also yes. works. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so what we do for these episodes is each month we like to tune in to see what we've been up to over the last month because. One, I mean, sometimes I might play stuff that isn't for the show. I usually don't. Normally, my, my co-host does. He's unable to be here with us. So I got two special guests from two other podcasts to join me and talk about what we've been up to. The first thing and we're going to talk about, since we already talked about before we started recording, is uh, these two gentlemen have seen Black Widow. I have not. There will be no spoilers, but we're going to talk a little bit about Black Widow. At least they will. <laughs> yeah. I guess I'll start because I, I think I'm starting to believe that I have, have a hot take on it. And I don't <laughs> mean to have a hot take. But uh, I did like it. I so that that continues my streak of liking every one of the MCU movies. Um, but this is solidly solidly in the bottom five for me. Ooh. I'll have to watch it a few more times to decide where in the bottom it is. It's not it's not at the bottom. Iron Man 2 is still at the bottom and I don't see anything replacing that. Ever. Did you see Guardians 2 or did you miss that movie? Uh, Guardians 2 is third from the bottom. Okay. Uh, it, it, okay. It's Iron Man 2, then Thor Ragnarok, then Guardians 2. Ooh. But so so there's there's a few things that that this movie that, that was going against this movie for me just going in, one of which being that this should have come out years ago because yes. it feels completely pointless after Endgame. <laughs> and Mike, I know I know you're a big fan of her, but I have never oh, yeah. liked Scarlett Johansson uh, as Black Widow. So that is also like a point against it for me. But I have to say that the best part of this movie is actually Florence Pugh, who's playing Yelena, uh, uh, Natasha's sister. Me and my friend who have been watching all of these movies, we were like, why couldn't we have had her this whole time? Like, this is what Black Widow should be. Like, this this is this is the character. This is the, she's got the accent. She's got, like, this really, like, dark sense of humor. Like, like she was fantastic. Like, that was by far and away, like, my favorite part of the movie. But I, th- I think my main thing is that, like, I it was like so this is this is not this is not a spoiler this is just kind of a good indication of what this movie does and it's in the very beginning of the movie Natasha falls off of a building and hits like five things on the way down and lands on her feet and is fine <laughs> and I was and we were like so did like Bruce Banner inject her with like some sort of like super soldier serum that gave her like invulnerability now because and, and after that point we just couldn't take it seriously and you know this is coming from a person who reads a lot of comic books has watched all these movies in double digit numbers you know and it's still like 
Can't I? Nope, I can't suspend disbelief for this movie. I mean, like, I mean, the literally the exact same thing happens in the first season in the first uh, or at the beginning of the Winter Soldier show. Winter Soldier, who does not have any super soldier serum, jumps out of a plane without a parachute. I mean, that's just what. No, happens he's he's movies. got, but he's, he yeah, he's got stuff. Serum. Yeah, he's got stuff in him. Mm, I mean, he, no, yeah, he no, doesn't. He got he's just he. Uh, he's not. I mean. Uh, then you can say that it, it, no more than Natasha. I mean, you can say that that they that the that the the widows. I mean, they they were chemically altered, so you can say that they have something. I mean, she was just catching herself on on stuff. You know, I I didn't have yeah, any with her with her with her that. face. But 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 also <laughs> to your point, like I also thought that part of Falcon and the Winter Soldier was dumb. Like I I was like, okay, like he's not Captain America. He can't just like jump out of planes, you know, willy nilly. Like I that was. That was a problem. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I can see that being, I can see that being annoying because she is essentially most, I mean, mostly human. She's not a super powered being. She's just super, she's an assassin. Yeah. Like if, if I see stuff like that happen to like her or Hawkeye or like Tony Stark, when he's out of the suit, I'm like, Oh, <laughs> no, what? Oh, okay. Like, I don't know. It, it was, it was, it was that. And I just thought like the, the final like 20 minutes of it was n- nonsense. Like it, it, it was like, OK, we need to have like this big climactic thing. And it's like, but this is like big climactic on the level of the characters that have the big powers and she doesn't have the big powers. And this seems like really out of place. But again, I liked it overall. But but uh, the big thing for me was Florence Pugh. I was like blown away from her. So if she's going to be like the the future, like Black Widow on the Avengers. Like I'm all in because I really I really enjoyed her, although they might be going in a different direction with her. Well, the whole fact that Black Widow dies in Endgame kind of is gonna spoiler. Okay. going to add some issues there. I feel so. Let me let me say let me say uh, let me let me counterpoint because I will say uh, so. This was I, I I actually did a ranking of of all my MCU movies this week because I've which I've is something I haven't done before. Was wrong. Black idea. Widow was number seven <laughs> from was number seven from the top. Uh, okay. Notable movies that I thought that I thought Black Widow was better than Black Panther. Uh, oh. All of the Captain America movies, Ugh. Endgame. Okay. Um, yeah, we're just not we're just not going to be yeah. friends. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I mean, uh, yeah, because uh, because the yeah, I mean the uh, the only movie, the only the six above it are Far From Home, Homecoming, Guardians of the Galaxy, Hulk, Iron Man, and Marvel's The Avengers. Those are the only ones that I thought were better than Black Widow. You uh, like Hulk? Yeah, yeah. I I think it is it when I watch Hulk and Iron Man back to back. I love Iron Man, but no, but every time I watch them back to back, I'm like, Hulk is a better movie. I hate that so many of the MCU movies boil down to what's the next thing going to be or how is this going to move us towards the next thing? I I would much I much prefer the uh, the the movies that stand on their own. And this in this film, it stands on its own super well. Uh, it does do that. All of the all of the supporting cast is great great scarlett johansson uh does a great job of getting out of the way for for elena and for uh the red and for red guardian to really to really shine i mean honestly i for i had by the by the time we got to the to the the post credit scene i had forgotten that black widow died in endgame <laughs> I, I mean this this had this certainly had more more this movie certainly had more depth of character uh than endgame did i'm you, you still know, mad this, about that i i 
I just, I just, I just, I loved it. And, and, uh, I'm not crazy. My wife agrees with me. She says <laughs> oh, it was crazy. the, it was the best, the best MCU movie that she's seen in a long time. But yeah, I, I agree that, I agree that, uh, that Elena was, uh, was, was definitely the best part of it. And she is, I, I mean, she, regardless of no spoileriness or whatever, she's going to be in stuff. Oh, yeah, like no, this was her, this was her, her film. And, and part of this, the strongest thing about this film, one of the strongest things about this film is how they, 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 it was an origin story for her. while not feeling like an origin story at all. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. So such a good, one. and I'm, I'm uh, excited to see it in, yeah yeah and i will say uh i am the i am the biggest like like uh fanboy taskmaster you like like taskmaster needs to be exactly this (laughs) and taskmaster was not exactly this but it was done so well that i was okay with it and i'm excited uh, that he's in this i mean that was one because i have i have his first appearance above me i really like that character when i heard he was in this I got so excited. The, the thing about the thing, every time you saw Taskmaster, you could tell who Taskmaster was imitating. That okay. that was really cool. Like I, I was the friend that I was watching with. I was like, this is the ultimate payoff of like them being consistent with everybody's fighting styles throughout the whole series. So like when he like we were like pointing out like, oh, that's Captain America. Oh, that's Winter Soldier. Right. Oh, that's Hawkeye. Like it, 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 you can tell like when he's pulling out specific things that you know certain Avengers do, and and Which, that. That really that's what the character is. Mm-hmm. Right. Which which is which is something that I feel like isn't always even done well in the comics. I mean, sometimes in the comics you'll have Taskmaster doing something and they'll like draw like a like an a ghost image behind him of of that character or whatever, but um you didn't have that in this and you still could tell who Taskmaster was imitating. Yeah. And uh cool. yeah, and yeah, really really interesting. Overall, the villains were were underwhelming, but I think that's true of a lot of MCU stuff. And yeah, they were yes. underwhelming because the movie is about the core, uh, quote unquote, family. And nine times out of ten, when you have an established character and then you like give them a team in a in a movie or in a show or in a what or in a comic or whatever, I, I sit there and I'm like, I don't care about all these other characters. Like it's really notorious in Star Wars. Like there'll be a book that, and it's titled Yoda. This is the Yoda book. And then it's really about the four characters that they can actually do stuff with because Yoda is this protected character and can't really, you know, be involved in the story or, or something like that. And, and, and this film could have fallen into that trap because it did have the, the A-lister and then, and then the, the new characters, but the new characters were so well-established. I think that they were, Possibly with the exception of the first Guardians of the Galaxy film, they established the, the the new characters had more. There was more more character development in the new in the new characters than any other uh, MCU film. Hmm. Okay, that's just like my opinion. And also, <laughs> I don't have a problem. Star, they can jump out of uh, they can jump out of skyscrapers all they want. It's it's comics. Scarlett Johansson. I just want to see her on a film. <laughs> she's one of my favorite actresses for many reasons. One being she's just downright beautiful, but that's neither here nor there. So, and uh, before we start recording, Julian, you mentioned that you were replaying uh, or finishing up Mass Effect Three. Yeah. Well, so funny, funny story, and I won't, I won't go too deep on this one because we went really deep on Nerds Without Pants last <laughs> night. But also, 
hopefully we'll be doing Mass Effect 2 and 3 for games my mom found in the future. Um, <laughs> but, you know, the, the Legendary Edition came out, you know, like six weeks ago or so. And, but before that came out, I was thinking, you know, I should go ahead and just like plow through Mass Effect 2 on that character that I started for games my mom found to kind of get ahead of that. And the, so I bought it. I got the PS5 at launch and I went back to the Xbox 360 version of uh, Mass Effect 2 and I can't. The load times on the PlayStation 5 have possibly ruined me for playing older games. Like I, I played it. I played Mass Effect 2 on the 360 for like maybe 10 minutes and I was like, Oh no, 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 no. I, I, mm, we're going to have to figure something out. <laughs> so <laughs> like, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to like basically make that character again on the, the legendary edition version and just like start mass effect Two cold with just like not an imported character, but just like kind of making the few decisions that you can make before you start a fresh game of mass effect Two. But, um, but yeah, cause, cause it's transformative. Like the, there's places where, like it, it, you know, like like the Citadel in Mass Effect One, when you're fast traveling everywhere, like it's not even you don't even think about it anymore. It's not like, oh shit, like I, I meant to go over here and I didn't, and now I got to sit through these load times again. It's like, oh no, I, I went the wrong way. Let me just hit the fast travel again, and I'm there in two seconds. Cool. So it it has fundamentally changed the way that I play video games. <laughs> um, yeah, but but that. we're getting but, foiled. But yeah, yeah, and just real quick on like you know playing the Legendary Edition because I. I Played through all three of them. I finished three last night. I platinumed one and two, and I almost got all the trophies on three. And it <laughs> it rekindled my love of that universe. I was very angry with not Mass Effect 3, but the fan backlash of Mass Effect 3 when it came out. And that soured me on the series in a big way. And then Mass Effect Andromeda made me actually want to take the N7 logo off the back of my car. So it was nice to re re-experience the game in, you know, gorgeous new visuals and uh, faster loading times, but also getting to play all the DLC that I didn't play in Mass Effect 3, which adds a lot of amazing things to that game that that make it fundamentally a better game. So I was really happy to to go through all of them again. Um, I remember very little of it. I, it's been a yeah, long I, time. I had only played it the one time, uh, so I, there was a lot of stuff that I forgot. And yeah, like, like I, I maintain that like that game is good. There's parts of it that are better than Mass Effect 2, and I don't think the ending was ever the problem of Mass Effect 3. I think the beginning and the pacing of the entire game is the problem. Uh, but but we can we can talk about that in a much later episode of Games My Mom yeah. Found. So the next thing I, I want to bring up that I know me and Kendall have been watching, I'm assuming Julian has too. So we start, So Bad Batch has been going on at this time. It has started. As a guy who loved Clone Wars and loved Rebels, I'm a little lukewarm on Bad Batch so far. Like, it, it's cool, and I'm, like, seeing the characters that I, that I know and seeing an event that I like, but I'm just kind of, like, I'm not so sure how I feel about it. I don't really, like, I, I watch it week to week just because I, I feel like I should, but I'm not, I'm like, I'm like, eh. Another Bad Batch episode drops, I'm like, eh, okay, I'll watch this, but I have no, like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just in need to binge it at once, and I'm gonna enjoy it more. So sure. did you watch? Did you watch Clone Wars as it was coming out for the first season? Uh, no, I watched it all on Netflix. I caught it later. I think when the the fifth season, which was the final season at that time, uh-huh. I watched all of it. And then when the final final season dropped, I watched that as it aired. But no, I I, I missed it until way later. Yeah, because I, I think that's that's something that that people need to that people need to realize is like these these sh- rebel. I mean rebels. 
Rebels was it, it hit the ground running pretty strong, I think, because just because of the era. But I mean, Ezra was still annoying in season one, <laughs> and and uh, and and Clone Wars, Clone Wars really didn't get good until season three. Now, yes. now this is and even and even the final season of Clone Wars, like th- these people have to realize that these shows are not the Mandalorian. They're not trying to be Star Wars is Breaking Bad. Like they are, you know, it is a it is a cartoon show for babies that has, you know, <laughs> that will have like the those occasional things that stick out. Uh, I would I would say the worst episode of Bad Batch is much better than the worst episode of Clone Wars. Oh, 100 percent because clone, early Clone Wars is garbage. Yeah. Um, um, and I, I wouldn't even and I, I mean, I wouldn't even I actually I, I kind of amend my statement. I don't think it's garbage. I think there's a lot. There's a lot to it. There's a lot of. There's a lot of interesting. Some stuff of the that they early with it. Clone Wars had garbage. But, I should say there were some really bad episodes of Clone Wars. But yeah, there's yeah, there's some bad episodes and there's some yeah skippable episodes and there's some episodes that you know that seem bad that I don't know. But anyway, no, I'm really I'm really enjoying it. Uh, I'm a couple episodes behind just because of uh, I fell asleep during one episode because I was tired. <laughs> Not because it was boring, but because I was tired, and uh, and then and when I and and so I haven't gotten around to. I've, I think I'm two or three episodes behind, but uh, really, really enjoying it. I think that they're the way they're handling Omega's character, how they pretty quickly got through the the obligatory. I'm a kid in distress stuff, and and really incorporated her so that she has a legitimate role on the team is really great. Um, I have no and then, problem. Just and then just kind of just having the fun, you know, the 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 Mandalorian episode thing of they go to a planet where there's a problem. They fix the problem and then they leave. You know, it's it's a it's a just kind of good, solid Star Wars comfort food. That's a good way to put it. I mean, I don't hate it. I just I think maybe it's just because I watched all the other ones long after they finished. I was able to binge them and kind of was like, I would mm-hmm. rather binge this. But it's still I'm glad that we're getting more Star Wars. I'm just happy there's more Star Wars existing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I, mean, I also I also like support bad Star Wars. Like I think if there's if there's too much good Star Wars, then then uh, too many people like it, and I'm not special. We got bad Star Wars though. You had Last Jedi, so you have bad Star Wars. I like Last Jedi a lot. I, <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> That's another La- Last Jedi. I can I can I can understand the criticism for Rise of Skywalker, even if I disagree with it. But Last Jedi was is great. I like Rise of Skywalker a lot. When I saw it in theaters, I saw it once. I loved it. I cried at the end, and I will never re-see it because I don't want to take that memory and trash it. So I'm just going to leave with the happiness I had. But well, <laughs> Julian, are you watching Bad Batch? No, I well, so I I watched the Gendy Tartakovsky Clone Wars, but I didn't watch the like the CG Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. And at this point, it feels like it's way too much to catch up on. It's a lot, but. But I've also been coming to like a slow realization over the last few years that I think I'm done with Star Wars. And we're, you know, this is coming from a person who, you know, like as a kid would like devour any piece of Star Wars that he could get his hands on because I grew up through that period where there was nothing where (laughs) like there was no new merchandise being produced. There wasn't any new books being made Um, like it was a very dark time. And then, you know, like once the book started coming out, I devoured all of those and, you know, saw the prequels in the theaters like 
five times and <laughs> you know like like big star wars fan but but there's been a few things that have happened one is just a personal thing where i had a falling out with a 20 year long friend who is like the biggest star wars fan that i know so like it that has soured me on it where it's like it brings up like you know bad feelings but really? also I, I i just kind of like I, I don't know i like i watched the mandalorian i watched the two seasons and i liked it as a like you were saying, Kendall, I like I like the like episode like it, it's just like a like an old school like action show where mm-hmm. you just go to the place, there's a problem, and then like they do the thing, and then the Mandalorian and, and the kid go off into the sunset somewhere else. It it reminds me a lot of like the A Team, um, where mm-hmm. they're always on the run, or even like the Incredible Hulk TV show. Like it's very much like that. And I dig that, but I dig it not as a Star Wars property. I dig it more as just like you know, this throwback to like television shows that I watched as a kid. Well, I would suggest pouring yourself a nice tall glass of whiskey (laughs) and just, (laughs) just pick one, either any of the three you can just jump into, even if they have, even if they have references to the previous series, you could definitely jump into bad batch. Um, and it's even more a team than, uh, than Mandalorian. Oh God. Yes. Um, Yeah. That's, that's, Yeah, the premise just, sounds cool. I do like the premise. Because my favorite thing about Clone Wars was when was I had kind of I, – I, I wanted to watch – I watched the movie when it came out in theaters. Uh, I loved it. But, uh, but I didn't have cable when the, when the first few seasons of Clone Wars were coming out. So it, it took a while for me to catch up. And at that point, the only Star Wars that I'd had for a long time was books. And the thing about books is you can't be drunk while you read them. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so I got those, I got those, it wasn't even on Netflix yet. It was on, you know, on DVD. I got the first few seasons of Clone Wars on DVD and it, and it, and I was like, just like watching them and drinking and watching them and drinking. And the great thing is if you drink enough and you're watching them, then you can get multiple viewings out of it. Cause you don't really remember what happened. <laughs> It's yeah, yeah, I would it's a good it's a good show to just yeah, just like kind of yeah, it's it it's it's very I, I don't know, it's 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 one of the only shows that I just that I'll just put on Clone right. Wars. Kind of kind of um, like a, a comfort food show yeah. or something when you're like I need something kind of on on in the background, but I'm mm-hmm. still going to be watching it occasionally. Like that that for me right now that's Letterkenny where it's like I've watched through like everything like three times now, but it's like Okay, I've got like half an hour and I'm kind of doing this other thing, like I'm paying bills or whatever, but let me throw on an episode of Letter Kenny so I can at least like hear the mm-hmm. the banter. I, I know what you mean. I whenever I edit, I watch TV while I edit. <laughs> so I have certain shows I'll throw on while I edit and watch. Um, that I do doesn't that a make lot. any sense to me because yeah, same, same audio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I edit. Usually it's got I like being stuff I've already seen or something that I don't need to pay a lot of attention to. Like I did it with Big Bang Theory. I watched all the Big Bang Theory while editing and it made that show more enjoyable. Uh, the best way to make that show even more enjoyable is just mute it. Uh, I've watched it almost the whole series twice and I was uh, one of the biggest haters of that show before I watched it. So that's that's the only show that I, that is literally the only show that I will hate watch. Like if I'm like I had a really bad day and I have a lot of pent up anger in me and I need to like and I need to to get it out in a in a way that is like not, you know, punching somebody. 
then I will watch Big Bang Theory and yell at it. <laughs> I actually love Big Bang Theory. I don't know how I feel about that fact. <sighs> so can I talk about the stuff that I've been playing? Yeah, of course. Like the name. I've made a point yeah. to write all the things that I've been playing uh, in the last uh, month or so. So first of all, I um I've got a, a Raspberry Pi that has a Retro Pi, and which is a uh, a thing for doing an emulator uh, on a, a Raspberry Pi is a cheapo computer you can buy. Recommend highly recommend. Plugs into the TV. It's they're wonderful. It's the best. It's it's a great it's a great thing. A great way of because uh, I don't like playing games on my computer. Like I like playing it on a TV because it makes fair. me feel like it's my childhood. It makes me feel like I really have the console. <laughs> you know that w- when I played those Game Boy games with the PS2 controller. Yeah, j- that's totally. Uh, anyway, uh, so. Played a little bit of Maximum Carnage, which uh, I could not get past the first level on that. Don't feel bad. And uh, Batman always gets criticism for being about, you know, Batman beating up people who are mentally ill. The first level of Maximum Carnage, you are at, like, an asylum just beating up people in, in robes. So you're you're literally just beating up people who are minding their own business, with m- trying to deal with their with their mental health issues and... Yeah, so Spider-Man's a jerk in that, but I couldn't get past the first level. It's hard. That game is super hard. So yeah, I played through uh, Pokemon Fire Red, which uh, that was that was that was fun. Fire oh, Red's really good. Yeah, I had never played through the Gen One remakes. Uh, I had played the Gen Three games, and I had played the Gen One games a million times. No, the remakes are. I played Fire Red for the show last year, and it is that is that game is so it's a really good remake. It's it's like it's like practically it's practically shot for shot. Like it's it's just, I mean the 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 Pokemon are balanced for Gen three and a cup and there's like one or two changes with the uh, with the legendaries, and then the post game is different. But I didn't feel like catching sixty Pokemon, so I didn't open up the po- the post game. I don't do it either. My team was horrible, though. Like, I was trying to play with different Pokemon than usual, and they were, like, all weak to ice. <laughs> so when I got to the Elite Four, it was it was, it was was miserable. So Lorelai kicked your ass? Yeah, Lorelai kicked my ass for a long time. But I did, I did, this is, this might be the first time that I ever actually trained a Dragonite. Because uh, I always try to train a, a, to get a Dragonite, but, but I always beat the game while he's still a, while he's still a Dragonair. Um, so that was very good. So that was fun. Also, man, I don't know. I, I had, I usually don't play with Blastoise as my starter. Uh, Gen one has just too many good water types to justify starting with, with Blastoise. If you're trying to play with interest, interesting Pokemon. Yeah. You have Starmie and there's a lot of good ones in there. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a, there's a ton of them. There's, I mean, yeah, there's Gyarados. There's, yeah, there's, there's Starmie. There's, uh, there's a Polyrath. There's uh, I I really like Tenacruel. Uh, there's you know there's Golduck. Like all these iconic. There's that's the I think that's the like the one type that they've got like kind of too many of in Gen two. Like there's like four Fire type Pokemon, and then there's like fifty Water type Pokemon. I can't remember Gen two at all. Been a long or Gen time. one. Gen one, not Gen two. But okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Anyway, um, and then uh, the other thing I've been playing, once I finished Pokemon, I started Final Fantasy Mystic Quest. Nice. I uh, love this game. So it's gotten a lot of, it, 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 it's interesting you said you loved it. Uh, I do. It's, 
it's like the internet hates it because it's easy. Um, but it's what's really interesting to me about it is, I mean, it is it is just a uh, a menu based RPG, you know, with uh, you know encounters and stuff. First of all, everybody gives Earthbound a bunch of credit. I don't know how time works, but everybody gives Earthbound a bunch of credit for having the random encounters be actual dudes standing there. That's <sighs> Mystic Quest does that. Yeah, yeah Mystic they're Quest not. predates it by like a year or two. But they're not yeah. moving. They just stand in place and block your way. It's so much. Right, right, right. I guess they're not they're not random, but they're but they're there. I mean, and then like quality of life stuff that I thought was like a, a modern gaming thing. Like when you get items, when you get new weapons and stuff, it automatically optimizes your your armor and your and your weapon. Because many people would call this a baby's first RPG. Even right. I mean, game. that no, I mean, it was that was literally the intent of yeah. it was was <laughs> to be like the starter Final Fantasy game for the West, like um, because they they significantly toned down Final Fantasy four when they brought it over here as Final Fantasy two, as far as the difficulty. And they, they took out like a ton of abilities because they thought it would be too co- complicated. It's the reason five wasn't translated. So this was like supposed to be that gateway game. Yeah. Um, and I, I had already been playing Final Fantasy games when I got Mystic Quest. I, I just got it because it was like 20 bucks on sale. And I convinced my mom to like let me get a rare, like <laughs> brand new game. And I loved it. Like I, I it for, first of all, it's got like a fucking banging soundtrack. Um, yes. And, and it does. Well, one I've been thing. listening to it on mute. Uh, <laughs> oh, you're one of those people. You, like no, I see why you, why you and Mike get along. That's, that's, that's great. <laughs> yeah. But the other thing is, that the one thing that it does that I wish other games would do even to this day is that the enemies show battle damage, which I think is really cool. Like, especially on bosses, it gives you an idea of like, okay, like, uh, am I getting close? And it's like, okay, this thing looks like it's on its last legs. And that's nice to know. <laughs> I love, mm-hmm. I love that. Especially in boss fights. So you can tell that you're winning, that you're getting near the end. It's, I have a lot of nostalgia for it. That's why I love it so much. Like it's actually going to be on the show probably soon. Cause I need to cover it someday. <laughs> one of those games. And it's short too. It's not that long. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 just, I, I, I don't know. There's, there's, there's things about it that are like true that that, and like you can save anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's like I thought that these concepts were like were relatively mo- like more modern concepts because you know for quality of life or whatever. And, and and but it turns out like you know no they could have been doing it this whole time, but they but they want to make it you know I don't know. The uh, idea is to make it harder. People have have intentionally we're intentionally making games obnoxious yes. just to just to be you know just to make them harder or whatever. And uh, I, I don't know it's it's a uh, it's it's an interesting an interesting relic. You should stick with it though for sure. Oh yeah 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 I'm uh, I'm like ten or eleven hours into it. So oh, you're almost done. Though. Oh yeah yeah you're like what temp- you're like what temple more you than in? halfway done I would say. I don't remember. You, who's I don't with you? What's going on? I don't know. <laughs> Because if Phoebe came I, back with you, I haven't really been done. paying that much attention to the story. It's not I. I don't really understand what's going on. Notice you I didn't mention that that was the selling point. That's the story. Yeah, you I'm not crystals. sure how many crystals I've gotten because I keep thinking it's a crystal, but then it's not a crystal. I don't know. Well, if you're 11 hours in, you should have already ridden a giant tree at one point. Nope. No, I, I think I um was. I you have to whenever I tell you how long I've been playing a game, you have to divide that by two for your expectations because it takes me twice as long to do anything. 
Like especially if giant... it's one of the especially if it's one of these games where like you have to talk to the one guy in town. Oh yeah, yeah. You I know. I definitely spend forty five minutes every time there's somebody I need to talk to. Have you gone to the ice pyramid yet? I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> I I really do. I I haven't okay. I played I haven't played in like a week and a half so. Oh. And like I said, I wasn't paying. I was listening to a podcast the whole time. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I can't. I do the same thing all the time. So and then and then the last game I wanted to talk about was uh, I I started Resident Evil Seven last night. Nice. My wh- well, we'll see what I have. To, you 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 might not say nice after you hear what I have to say about it. So uh-huh. my wife liked the Resident Evil Res- Revelations games and Resident Evil Six, and she got seven, thinking it would be like those. Mm. And it is not like those. No. It's like, it's so weird. It's like, a, it's practically like, just like gone home, but with occasional encounter with occasional fights. Like I'm just walking around a house opening cupboards yeah. and I, I, I don't, I don't think I get it yet. I mean, it did give me motion sickness. So that's a good, that's a good sign. <laughs> but I mean, I played for like two hours. So, it, you know, it, it must have hooked me a little bit, but like I don't quite get it. And I'll, and I, when it comes to games like that, I hate when there's video game logic crap. Like, <laughs> like I pick up and I, like like I just got to this point where I again like I I walked around the whole area forty five different times to find this key. You know, because there's one you have to pick up one item, and I didn't think to you have to pick up the picture and then turn it around. And then you find the item. It's on the back of the picture. And it's like, I didn't know I was allowed to do that. <laughs> like, I don't know. I mean, that's I, a that's a hallmark all the way back to like the first game. Um, well, yeah, I haven't. Yeah, I haven't played. This is the first. This is the first Resident Evil game that I've ever oh, played. You oh, pick I got it up you. in a weird spot to start then. Yeah. I, I, I've I, had a lot of buzz. I don't know. Start with I've four. tried to get into that game multiple times and I keep bouncing off of it. But for me, it's more of the the Resident Evil games that are being made in this current engine, the RE engine, which started with with uh, Resident Evil 7. There's something about the way that they handle as far as like the aiming and stuff that I don't it, I can't set change the settings to make it feel good. And th- this this is a, was a problem that I had for Resident Evil 2 and 3 remakes as well. It just feels slightly off to me in a way that, like, it makes me feel like I'm slightly drunk. Like, like everything <laughs> seems like it's moving just like a like a half beat after I'm rotating the stick. And I don't know if that's intentional to, like, kind of, you know, make you f- feel more tense when you're, like, missing right. shots. But, like, there, there, are, there are parts on Resident Evil 2 Remake where I would, like, literally, like, unload a clip on a zombie and just hit air like for the entire like 15 shots and I'm like okay I'm I'm not great at video games but I'm not that bad at video games and it, and <laughs> but, but it made me feel really bad at video games I guess I guess my I guess my 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 take my take from that is like I feel like this game is like that's such a like the actual encounters are such a small part of the game like it's mostly it's it's like 45 minutes of walking around a house and then 2 minutes of fighting of fighting somebody for and now. then 45 minutes of walking around the house it does ramp then, up um, okay. And, and so the first time that I really bounced off of seven was the first like official boss fight with daddy Baker. Um, <laughs> because I, it was a thing where, again, I just was like, kept like running out. Of, I ran out of ammo and I was like, okay, I'm fucked. And I, I think there's a, there's a trick to it. And I thought that I had figured out the trick, but I still didn't 
pull it off. And, and I think I just need to go back and like, really like give it another like concerted effort. And if I'm still not doing it, then just like kind of look at a guide and see what I'm doing wrong. But, but even so like, like you start to encounter like more enemies, like besides like just family members that are tormenting you. Um, and then it does become more of like a resident evil type thing where you're fighting like, you know, enemies in mass that are kind of slow and shambling but will be you know dangerous if they get okay. close to you okay yeah it, well, you're, you're actually you're not that far from where that happens because i did not get very far in that game like i would say i probably played it for about three hours before i stopped at that boss fight okay because the boss i did just do some kind of bo- boss fight i fought a guy in a garage yeah oh, the, you Baker. fight him again after the garage and that's where i got stuck oh okay you'll see <laughs> okay it's but that's a weird game to start on. If you, I still say start with four. Four, to, well, four is one of my favorite games of all time. So I'm always going to be a big fan of big telling people to play that one. But seven changes midway through the game too and becomes something completely different. Okay, well, like I'm gonna. It does become more of a shooter as, as it is. Okay, well, that's a good sign because I'm not a big fan of walking around a house trying to pick up the right picture frame no that that goes that's only in the beginning that's what they showed off in the demos and the trailers and everything but it doesn't it things happen in the game you get to a part where you like are on a ship and that's when when you get to that point which will take i mean if while. that was if that was all the game was was like like i loved gone home but gone home i, I didn't it was more about telling a story than uh figuring out the stupid puzzles right <laughs> yeah um, yeah, I, I use a guide, I, yeah. so I didn't have any problem with this game. But I use a guide for everything I do, so I'm I'm different than that. Yeah, aspect. but then then I wouldn't feel like a real man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just that's the way I play games. Well, partly because I I don't have a choice because I don't play stuff quickly now. I'll be in trouble real fast. So kind of du- kind of bouncing off that point, um, I I am I have been replaying Persona Five, um, oh. but the Royal version. So so last year, wait. Yeah, last, last year, year I played Persona 5, just vanilla Persona 5, because my co-host Justin had had gotten really into it like the year before. Or no, sorry, earlier in the year, because he played Royal like early in 2020. And he was talking about like, you know what, it's time for me to finally just dive into the game. And I started to buy Royal, but I was like, no, like I, I bought the, the original game brand new at full price. Like, just play that. Like, you don't need to buy anything else. And so I played the vanilla version. And it was it was what I needed at the time, because, like, that's what got me through the election, because I was like, I was like, you know what? I need to just turn off all social media and the Internet, and I am just going to play <laughs> Persona 5 like every day after work. And, and that's what I did for like two weeks. But I quickly learned that, like, Persona 5 Royal has like a lot of improvements made to the game that actually made me retroactively angry at myself for not just going <laughs> ahead and double dipping right off the bat. But so what I did is I decided, okay, I'm going to buy persona five Royal. It was on sale. And so it wasn't that bad. And I was like, I'm going to replay it, but I'm going to play it in kind of pseudo real time in the game. Cause the game, you know, goes month to month. It starts in April. Um, and so I've been playing it. I started in April and I, so in April I played all of the April stuff and then I put it down, and then when May came around, I played all of the stuff that takes place in May. And I've been playing it with a guide. Uh, <laughs> Justin played through the game with this guide, and it's like this optimized guide that basically it, it's it's geared towards getting you all the trophies. But and I and I do love trophies. But the main thing for me is that it all it makes sure that you get all of the maxed out social links for all of the characters, because that 
because doing that gets you not only like a lot of great story bits, but it also unlocks a lot of amazing like passive abilities and stuff like that that I didn't have access to in the vanilla game. So it's been really interesting playing the game this way. Uh, but it's also a little bit stressful because it's like, oh, shit, I didn't I missed that part where I should have done this crossword puzzle on this night. And now I'm like two points behind on knowledge. Shit. Is that going to screw, <laughs> screw me up later on? Because like you, there's certain places where if you don't have a high enough stat, you're not going to be able to do certain things. And I'm like, oh, shit, I hope I didn't just like mess up this entire playthrough. But it's been super fun playing it that way. Um, and also, like one of my big complaints about Persona 5 is the way that it tells its story. And this, this is actually a, a big thing with just like Japanese storytelling in general is they will repeat things over and over and over to make sure that you get it. To the point that it's like, we literally just had this conversation this morning. Like you, you're saying that. it in different, you're saying different words, but you're saying the same information that we said this morning. Like I haven't forgotten, but if you play it in month, monthly increments, it, that makes it more bearable because it's like, you know what? I thanks. I needed that refresher because I kind of don't remember where I left off last month. And that, that got me back up to speed. So thanks Ryuji. That does like, sound like a cool way to play this game though. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't do it's that. A, it's, it's a massive game. Like, you know, my the uh -huh. Persona 5 Vanilla, I spent like almost 90 hours on it. Um, and I'm already like 37 into this playthrough, but it doesn't feel that way because I'm playing, you know, like 7 to 10 hours at a time uh, every month. So it, it's very it's very manageable. Someday. I, I, only, I only played 4 so far. I played 4 all the way through. Someday I got to play 5 and 3 and 2 and 1. Yeah, this this is my first one. Well, I mean, I I, I tried Persona One back in the day, and it, I just <laughs> didn't care for it. But um, that's understandable. But it like so so I'm hesitant to be one of those people who's like who plays a, a new game and it's like this is one of my favorite games of all time because I need I need to like let stuff sit and I need to chew on it for a while. Like like I'm very hesitant to add new games to like that upper echelon of you know my my esteem. But this this is definitely one of my favorite RPGs and, and easily my favorite RPG that I've played in the last like 10 years. It, it, it's something Damn. special. The okay. characters are just phenomenal and, and it's it's real good. And I also really enjoy Japanese high school, you know, drama. So it's that, more that, fun than it has any right to be. I yeah. learned that from playing Persona 4. So I understand. Yeah. Any, anything else you've been playing that you want to mention? Yeah, I kind of, you know, I, kind of going off with i've spent a lot of time in japanese classrooms recently <laughs> i just played doki doki literature club last week have do you guys are you guys aware of this one i i you know anything I've about heard it? of it i i've, I've heard, heard it. that it that it uh that it's first of all obligatory a super mario 2 joke <laughs> uh but uh I've, I've heard that it's basically like it starts out as a as a dating sim and then goes off the wall yes yeah and I knew that going in, I, I kind of wish that I could have gone in completely cold, but when they, when they marketed it for the console releases, they were very upfront of being like, Hey, experience the psychological horror game that people have been talking about for years. And also I have never seen so many warnings before you start a game. Like it, it warns you three times. It's like, Hey, this game is real fucked up. Like if you're not ready for real fucked up stuff, you might not want to play this. I mean, I was like, I can handle it. This is fine. And and so, yeah, it starts off as like a bog standard Japanese dating sim, even though it's not a Japanese made game. But then a few hours in, like it turns into a full on like psychological horror game. And it's super effective at that. Like it like I'm so I, I used to be a big baby with horror. And then Resident Evil one came out 
And I got, I was like, ooh, I like this. Like, I like this a lot. And so I started watching horror movies and I've kind of desensitized myself to horror where it takes a lot to get under my, uh, under my skin these days. Doki Doki Literature Club got under my skin in a, in a pretty big way. But the thing that's, that goes beyond that, you know, like I've been pretty upfront with this on, on my show. So, you know, th- this might be a little deep for, for your, your show, but like I have been dealing with some very heavy suicidal thoughts since about the first six months of the pandemic and they are ever present and just with me every day. And uh, Doki Doki Literature Club is probably not a game that you should play if you no. have active suicidal thoughts. Disco Elysium was the same thing, and I've played both of those um, in the same year, relatively close together. And I'm not in a good way um, upstairs after all of this. <laughs> no. So I'm looking at this Doki Doki Literature Club. One, it's free on Steam. So anyone curious, it's free. Yeah, the, the console version is like 15 bucks, but they did add like a bunch of stuff to it. I like I, w- I was fine paying for it because I I prefer to play games on console. This yeah, because like the description is the literature club is full of cute girls. Will you write your way into their hearts? This game is not suitable for children or those who are easily disturbed. And okay, you have my attention. Yeah, like like just just to kind of tell you like what you're messing with here is that like once it starts to do the thing, it messes with you not only as like the in-game character, but also it messes with you as the game player. So kind of like um what Eternal Darkness did. Like, like there are some meta things that it does where it's like it knows that you are a person playing a video game and it it uses that to its advantage in some really interesting ways. Okay. It, it is something and it's not that long. Like I oh. haven't seen everything yet, but I got like a, you know, ending ending. It, it's sort it's sort of like near in that way where it's like you kind of do loops. But I got like a fin- like a definite ending in about like mm, seven hours or so okay and it says how long to beat says four hours so i'm okay with that yeah that's that's right up in my what i like to play a game at yeah i i highly recommend it but again if if you're not in a good mental state maybe hold off <laughs> okay i'm not in the best but okay i still might try this though this sounds very interesting yeah i like fucked up games too it is it is one of the most fucked up games that i've played in a while and like, like i said i just played disco elysium <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, anything else you want to mention before we talk about some of the stuff we've been watching game wise i think that's been it other than you know um have you heard about the critically acclaimed um mmorpg final fantasy 14 and it's free yes. tr- no i'm sorry i'm just not <laughs> my 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 ex-girlfriend that i uh, always tries to get me to play that game too and i'm just like i can't i will never dive into another mmo again in my life yeah i, I was more just reciting the meme because it's been everywhere lately oh, yeah. but um, <laughs> but i, I continue to play that, that game, right What's that? You're a fan of 14 too, aren't you? Oh, yes, yes. I, I'm, I've heard good things. I want to play it, but I'm just like, if I start a MMO, this podcast will turn into Vandeel days and not what it is now. So. Thanks. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, like I'm I'm surprised that you have time for anything with, like, you know, how, how often. Because, like, if I was doing your show, like, I would definitely just be doing it, you know, two, t- two times a month like my show is. Just because that way I would be able to actually, like, play the games for the show and still play games for myself. Yeah, I don't play games. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't see how you could. Speaking, I did play one. I played Time Spinner. It's a Metrovania style game. I played for oh, about I, half an hour. One I want to play that. I really liked it. It, it. it felt like Symphony of the Night in the same way, like, well, Metrovania. And you could freeze time. Like, all I could do was, like, freeze an enemy in place and jump over him, go to the other side of him, unfreeze time, beat the shit out of him, freeze time, and do stuff again. And it's, it's pretty cool, though. I would, I need to play more of it. I just haven't had time this week mm-hmm. or la- this month and 
but it, it's very cool and the graphics have a very nice charm especially for someone that's a fan of final fantasy 6 like i know you are it it has that charm of that era yeah it looks really good and like the character kind of reminded me of um renoa from order of ecclesia oh not uh, or yeah, sorry, yeah, Renault. I've been listening to No Cat uh, play Final Fantasy VIII, so that's that name's been stuck in my head lately. Yeah, like it, it kind of reminded me, just the design, like reminded me of that character, and like it, it like the animation is real nice. Like it, it's definitely on my radar. I wonder if it's on Game Pass. Oh, and uh, speaking of shows that I've been, I want to mention a show I've been watching. I know Kendall's a. We we talked about this before, Kendall, not in the air, but I finished Stargate mm-hmm. SG One and the movie Arc of Truth. Nice. And man, I don't understand how I sat on that show for years. It wasn't until last year. I didn't know this year. I didn't know what to watch one day. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to try SG one. And then four months later, I'm like, I'm still watching SG one. And I, <laughs> even when you get to season eight and when they get rid of the main character and they bring in Farscape actors, I still was like, as long as I got Daniel, I'm okay. That's yeah. all I need. I just need that character. Oh yeah, that's right. right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, uh, Jack O'Neill goes, goes away after well he he becomes a general so he's still yeah he's in he's still like there but nine and ten he's gone all he only shows up in nine or ten for one episode for their 200 episode as a joke kind of thing he's there oh okay yeah i don't think i ever watched yeah i I never watched i never actually watched season nine or ten okay not the only issue with nine and ten is the gould become less of a problem and they start fighting these enemies called the ori which are the enlightened beans, um, the beans that raised up. God, can't remember their names. All the ancient ones. It's a group of them that are controlling, and it's all about how religion can make you crazy. Essentially, that's what the whole theme of that so those two seasons are. But it's not. It's worth watching. It's not as good as the early stuff, and it doesn't wrap up in the series. It doesn't wrap up till the TV movie that came out a couple of years later. That's on YouTube. Is the only way to wrap up that entire arc because they they knew they were getting canceled but they didn't care and they didn't wrap up the story. The last episode, you should watch the last episode though, because it it is on par with star Trek next generation's last episode. Ooh, that's a, that's a, I know that that's a bold claim. Mike Alberton, (laughs) this was a really good episode. It doesn't wrap up the series at all. It doesn't, it just has things that happen that made me go. Wow. (laughs) So, so real quick, that reminds me of one of my biggest complaints about mass effect three is that they add a like lounge to the Normandy in that game. And there's like a poker table. And the fact that you do not sit down and play some goddamn poker with the crew, a la the end of all good things is a huge missed opportunity. And I'm like, why did you guys even put this here? If you weren't going to do that, maybe very angry. <laughs> it's, it really surprised me. Like Stargate SG one completely surprised me how good it is. There is one season where Daniel leaves. That's what we were talking about last time where Kendall, you're like, I don't know what you're talking about. There's one season where he left because the show went from whatever network it was. Because he was ascended. Yeah. Yeah. And he, well, the actor didn't want to be in the show anymore. Yeah. Because he was tired of what they were doing with their character. He was tired of all the the crap with his wife and he wanted something new with his character. And then, and the show was switching networks. So his contract was essentially had to be renewed. So he quit the show. Then he comes back. Yeah. 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 Because he ascended to become one of the ancients and then he unascended. This plays a big part in the show, though, too. Like they do a good job with that. And yeah, I know. I I remember. I want to say it was a. There was like a character on Conan O'Brien that like wrote a petition to Sci-Fi to say why you know why Stargate SG One is better without Daniel Jackson. Oh, 
He's the, you were right, though. You had said this to me. You're like, Daniel Jackson is the best character in Stargate. And I was like, mm-hmm. eh, okay. And then as I watch, continually watch the rest of the show, especially after he's ascended, I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you are 100% right. Yeah, he's yeah he's he's great. Uh, yeah, Stargate. Stargate. I watched. Um, the, I watched Stargate Mondays in high school, so I would watch four episodes. Four episodes of of Stargate every Monday night in high school, and uh, they'd have a mar- marathon. And then, like almost every day, I think it was on at like six p.m. for for a while. Is Atlantis um, worth watching too? Atlantis is better than SG. Is, is better oh. than SG one. Okay, I haven't. Yeah. Because I I don't have Hulu at the moment. Because it starts. Because the thing is, it, it they they spun it off early enough that the like kind of the energy of the show is still there. Okay, so I know it's season seven or eight is when it starts. Because they talk about it in yeah. one of the episodes. They find yeah, and, yeah. Actually, yeah. I guess I guess it is. Yeah, I guess it was season end. eight. Yeah, I guess it was season eight. So maybe that is later than I was thinking it was. But it's it's. What I, regardless, like it starts off. It's one. It's a show that uh, that starts off and the fr- and from the first season is excellent. It's got Jason Momoa in it, so that's cool. And that then, has never my attention. <laughs> and there's there's yeah, like just the the yeah, the cast is just. I mean, I think the cast is just as strong, if not stronger, and the writing I think is better. And it's just a tighter. It's a much tighter show. Um, I think it's only four seasons. And they and it definitely it definitely got canceled, but they wrap it up <laughs> at the end. The the okay. last the, the the series finale is pretty crazy, but uh, yeah, they. Uh, I'm excited to watch it at some point. I I just I'm right now. I'm currently watching Star Trek Enterprise again because I remember I, I watched all the Star Treks at one point. I watched I started with the original. I watched original Next Gen Voyager Deep Space Nine, and then I watched Enterprise. And I'm like, oh, Enterprise is not that good. And then recently, I was bored. I'm like, I need something to watch while I'm editing. So I turned on Enterprise, and I'm like. Man, this show is a lot better than I remember because I went into it with such a sour taste in my mouth, and I'm like, I love this show. Like, I actually think Enterprise is way better than it got credit for. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I I agree too, and especially if you just watch if you just watch Star Stargate because Enterprise Enterprise is Star Trek doing Stargate. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you can I can feel that, and I I like it, and I'm I just finished the first. I'm on the end of the second season, and I was just like, I'm so glad I went back to the show because it's just. It's really like there's a Borg episode. Oh God, I I, I can't the, the the amount of joy I felt when they referenced one of the best movies I've ever seen, First Contact. I'm just like, oh, you just made my heart go pitter patter just now again. I completely forgot this part. Oh, it was so good. And and there one other thing I want to mention briefly. I've been watching. I also finished the first season of Psych, which I've never watched before. That show is pretty funny still. That's there's not a whole lot to say about that show. Other but than, Mike is living in 2009. Yes, I am. <laughs> I, I'm going back in time and watching shows from the early 2000s I never saw before. And a new show that I know, I'm assuming, I know Julian's been watching. I think maybe Kendall has is I, I finished season one of Invincible. Man, what a fucking show. Yeah, what a fucking show. You were a fan of it, right? Well, so Invincible is my favorite superhero comic book. It's like, I started reading the comic too. Full stop. And I think the cartoon, like it's got an amazing voice cast. The animation is phenomenal. And as far as like character designs and stuff like that, like I love the fact that like they're like spot on with the comic because like Corey Walker and, and Ryan Otley came up with like just some bonkers character designs throughout that entire series. My thing is that the pacing is like 
it, like they're just like blowing through that series at like an alarming rate. And they also so I I think if you if you t- if you t- talk to somebody who never read the comics and just you just ask about the show, they're like, man, it was so good. Like, it's so fucking bloody and gory. Oh, it was so intense. And it's like the comic book is uh, like it doesn't it it doesn't get there for a while. Like it, when it when it happens, like the first time that that happens, it's like after you've been like conditioned to be like, OK, this is just a really good teenage superhero book. And then just out of left field, like it turns bloody but then it doesn't it doesn't stay bloody it rains it back in for a really long time and i'm not a person who's like you know squeamish about gore or anything like that it just felt like that became like the main focus of the show like look at how intense this is look at look at how like edgy this is and it's like yeah but that that's not like the point um and also i don't I don't like the way that they characterized Adam Eve like she like there's something off about her character in the show other than that like I really I really loved it like again like especially the voice cast I think they're great I have always said that I wanted Seth Rogen to play Alan the alien if they ever did a live action movie and <laughs> him playing Alan the alien in the animated series is like is, I mean that's my dream come true so he he's only been in like one episode of the cartoon so far, but he is a major character. He's my favorite character from okay, the series. So it got I read the first nine issues so far, and I need to get back to it. But I've been reading other stuff. But it got me to want to read the comic. Yeah, I'm glad. It, I, and that's that's what I'm hoping for. Is that I hope that this that this cartoon does for Invincible what the Walking Dead television show did for the Walking Dead comic because I always said that like the walking dead should have been the comic that ended and invincible should have continued because it's a much better comic. And also like there's only so much that you can do with the zombie apocalypse where there's a rich, rich universe in invincible where, you know, like I have, I have the guardians of the globe spinoff trade paperbacks because that's how much I love that universe. Like must be a prequel. No, 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 no. It's a, it's another, it's the new guardians. Yeah. I like I like the Justice League version of the Guardians, though. Yeah, yeah, they don't last long. <laughs> they don't last long, and that's the thing is that like I I did I really didn't like that they kind of blow that wad in the very first episode because it kind of also colors kind of everything going for forward in that season, you know. And I'm not I'm sure that there is like a lot of like calculated reasons why they did that, and it definitely it, it definitely keeps you people watch. invested for sure. But I know it's like. Issue so, six when that happens, I think. Yeah, no, it's like the it's, end of no, the first it's arc. No, it's not. It's it's the end of the. It's like the end of the third arc. No, it's, no. I I so I thought that too because my memory was that it's like twelve issues in before that happens, but it's actually issue seven. Okay, so it's the end of the second arc because I think they're because they're four issue arcs. About yeah. Yeah, yeah. At the beginning. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, because it's the end of one the, of the trades. It's the end of one of the trades. But anyway, regardless, you <laughs> described you described it as up to that point being a really well done take on a superhero comic. I would describe the book up to that point as a really poorly done take on a superhero comic. Well, like uh, I said, we're not going to be friends. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I read probably about the first seventy five issues of uh, of of Invincible, like you know, kind of binge them. And I've, I've gone back and tried to, you know, tried to read and I, I do, I do enjoy it. I'm only a few episodes into the, uh, into the show. I think that, I think that having the, uh, that having the, 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 the thing happen at the end of the pilot was the right decision. I think that 
I haven't I haven't really noticed it being like overly gruesomely br- bloody. Um, but also I just I I it's an issue. I, I feel like Kirkman with his comic, the way that he writes his comics are the stories are so he's like kind of the worst of the nothing happens in the issue. <laughs> like you read it takes you 10 minutes to read a trade kind of his writing style. So, which, which I mean, doesn't mean that Invincible was bad. It doesn't mean the Walking Dead was bad. I, I mean, Walking Dead, I read to the end, but so, so I do, I do appreciate him, but I think that in doing a show adaptation, it is smart to cover more material more quickly. Oh Um, yeah. You definitely have to cover it more quickly. I think it just like, it just felt like it was like, I was watching this. I was like, holy shit. Like they're really like going. And when they, they announced like season two and three, like right after. And I was like, oh, so they'll be done with the series by then. (laughs) Good. Good. I, I mean, uh, cause I don't want a Jupiter's legacy situation where, (laughs) where you don't have it, where you don't have an ending and it gets, and it gets cut off. So many of these, so many of these shows, they, 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 uh, they write, they write the show like they're going to have six seasons and then they have one. Yeah, that's true. And, and yeah, no, I, I, you know, like that's one of my favorite things about the Scott Pilgrim movie covered seven volumes of the comic in one movie. Yeah. It's one of the best movies I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. I just, I and just exactly. rewatched it while I was putting an Ikea desk together movie. the other night. <laughs> Love that movie. Uh, Supposed to be on the show one day. Hasn't happened yet, but one day. But, you know, I was just really surprised at Invincible. Like, I, I started watching it. I had no idea what I was going into, and I just got blown away in that first episode when it kills the Justice League. And it's the end of issue seven when that happens in the comics. But, like, I had watched, the, I was starting to watch the second episode, and my wife came in, and she saw it, like, and then she's like, you need to stop watching this. We're going to watch it together. And I, and I started <laughs> over, and I enjoyed, like, I had no issue just rewatching the first episode. I'm just like, God, this is still so, and it made more sense. And I'm, I can't wait for season two. Like, I have not been this excited for a new show in a long time where I'm like, as soon as season two drops next year, I will be watching it immediately. Oh yeah. Like I, like I'm excited for people to see like where that story goes. Um, Cause there's, there's villains coming up that are really fa- fascinating. And like the more you learn about the Viltrumites and like I said, like Alan, the alien is one of my favorites. And <laughs> then, funny. and I'm hoping that they give some of the like C list villains a little more time to shine. Like, the 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 elephant has a cameo in the first season, but like he's basically he's the rhino. Like there's a lot of like okay. you know like spoofs of existing oh, yeah. characters, obviously. Oh. But um and also like like there's that part where he's fighting all of those guys in Isotope, or, or sorry, uh, Machine Head's office. Like Battle Beast is one of the big ones, but like the Teflon Tyrant and or sorry Tether Tyrant and Kursk and like a lot of those characters, they're like. They're like the has-beens um, in the series, but they come back a lot, and they're they're kind of like, you know, on the tier of like the the superior foes of Spider-Man guys, like the, <laughs> those type of characters. And so I always loved it when they would come back in the comics. So hopefully they get a little bit more time because I don't think they even like introduce them as far as like letting you know who they are, other than Battle Beast, who is like a major villain. They, there's just some really colorful characters throughout that series that I that I really appreciate. A question for you guys: Do they? Who is the immortal supposed to be a a, a parody on? I couldn't figure that out. Uh, Vandal Savage. Oh, okay. Thank you, because I was like, I'm, I'm sure I'm, I I know it's not the Highlander, because that's just what came to my head, and I'm like, okay, that was the one that got me that I couldn't figure out the parody of. All right, thank you. Don't they reveal in the comics that he was that the immortal was Abraham Lincoln? Yeah, they did it. Well, oh, you you haven't watched all of the 
it's serious. They they allude to it in in that first season, mm. but yeah, that, like I really liked that. Um, like the like the immortal has been around for a really long time. Yeah, um, I didn't get that. Yeah, I mean, it, I think... it's, it's like a real quick flash where they they show. I I think it's he he's like remembering like flashes of like the times that he died in the past, and one of them is in the theater because you know because I mean you see it like just when you see him, it's like that dude looks like abraham lincoln and it's like oh because he is abraham lincoln <laughs> okay that's that's cool it it's a show that really surprised me and i i can't wait to yeah watch more any any other shows you've been watching Ken, kendall you want to mention for the um, last one that i want to mention what have we been watching I'm, i don't know <laughs> i let's see uh well I, i'm trying to i'm working on a, a thing i watched a bunch of the simpsons christmas episodes my condolences um no, there's some good. There's some gems. I watched all the all the ones from season uh, from season twenty on so far. I'm working my way backwards. I should say I've never actually watched Simpsons yet in my life. Wow, how, how? I watched a few episodes randomly. My mom didn't like it, so I thought it was stupid. My dad thought it was stupid, so I never got into it yet. And then I just missed it completely. So someday, when we when I do the show, like a couple years from now, I'm gonna finally go back and watch Simpsons and be like, wow, this is so good. You know, I'll be in the nineties again. <laughs> I, I'll give you, yeah, it's it's amazing. I mean, it's great. There's so I much of my you... humor and vernacular that come from those first 12 seasons. Like, something ingrained into me. It's on my list of things to go back to and get caught up on. I'm I'm trying to do that. One thing I'm, one of my big goals, small goal, one of my big small goals in life is to watch shows that I missed from the 90s and 2000s because I just, for one reason or another, skipped and going back like Stargate was one of those things that I felt like I had to do. And yeah. I'm grateful that I did. And Simpsons, another one of those that are on my list. Same with Psych. Psych had always been on my list. I think that's cool. Like, you know, I there's there's stuff that I would l- like to go back to um, that, that I haven't watched. Like Psych is definitely one of those that I would like to check out. It's funny. Um, l- I think late 2019, I got into The Expanse. Like I watched it for the first time and I ended up like devouring it. And that's been like one of my like big like quote unquote newish shows that I've gotten into in the last like year and a half or so. But you know, but that's not a very old show. You know, it's just one that I'd heard a lot about and finally like sat down to watch and got thoroughly sucked in. <laughs> anything you wanted to mention, Ken? Kendall, you watch so, or anything uh, you read? <laughs> watch uh when you get off when you get off this call, Mike. Go, load up your Disney Plus. Go to Simpsons season seven episode twenty five. Summer of Four Foot Two. It's like one of the best episodes. Perfect for watching in July. It's okay. light Fourth of July themes, but not, but not, not super heavy. Got some, uh, got a, a couple of references to the film American Graffiti. It's my wife's favorite episode. Just watched it this week. It's, it's great. Stuff I've been reading. Well, I did just read a bunch of stuff for our, for my other podcast, The Polis, where we are working our <laughs> way through the Civil War. Event from 2006. Uh, just uh, got just read a bunch of issues of that today, so that's all I all I can think of on my mind. I mean, Amazing Spider-Man continues to be excellent. Nightwing, Tom Taylor's Nightwing is really good. Uh, Tom King just started a Supergirl book that's really good. Oh, uh, anything he writes, I'm interested in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um the Supergirl book. We're only one issue in, but uh, it's 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 kind of a it's not as weird as his weird stuff, but it I, I got I've got good feel. It's still got some got a little bit of edge to it. Um, the first the first issue, Supergirl goes to a planet where that has a red sun so she can get drunk on her 21st birthday. <laughs> um, and then um, it's kind of funny, though. Uh, shenanigans ensue. 
but uh yeah uh yeah high big recommend on that i uh, don't recommend crossover uh, the donny cates book <laughs> yeah uh two moons is the other image book that i'm reading civil war era like kind of sort of werewolfy book about a, a native american guy that's fighting in the civil war and he can see when people are actually monsters and then when he kills them, they turn into humans. So people think that he's a murderer and they're also racist against him. Uh, that's been pretty good. That sounds, that sounds like an interesting concept. Yeah. Yeah. Two moons is what it's called. Did it, uh, did it finish? Did it finish its run? Uh, no, but it's far enough in the run that you could, it's probably got a trade, at least one trade out. I okay. think well, there's only five issues of it. Oh, it's only five issues out yet. Um, I can read it other ways, but yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, it's good. <laughs> it's uh I, yeah, I was thinking it was. Se- I, I was thinking we were like seven issues in, but I'm like, you're all good. I, I read different ways, so it doesn't bother me. Okay, I'm gonna take a look at that. You have you have my attention. That sounds like something right up my alley. The only thing I've been reading, well, besides Invincible, I also read Star Wars: Dark Empire, Dark Empire Two, and Empire's End to record episodes about it, which haven't come out yet. But I did end up reading all those, and I have words. I gotta say, Dark Empire One and Two are the worst. Some I was, I'm happy I finally got that off my list of things I've been meaning to do for years. I will say that. I remember enjoying it back in the day, but, you know, I was 12 <laughs> I just, and I haven't read it since. So, I mean, if you, you've seen Rise of Skywalker, so it, it might put a better taste in your mouth because like this is how they should have done it versus what they did do. So, yeah, I think Rise of Skywalker was them doing it better. But uh, uh, dark, dark, I liked I, I, think, I mean, Dark Empire was what it was. It was the infamous Luke's turn. Luke turns to the dark side story. Um, and the infamous cloned empire emperor story, which, you know, was very, very important to the continuity of the early expanded universe. Yeah. I mean, it is, you know, it is what it is. Luke, Luke, like puts up a shield around himself to block an, an, uh, ATAT laser. Like it was very, uh, it reminded me actually, yeah, a lot of it was it, a lot of aspects of last Jedi. I think that, <laughs> that last Jedi battle, uh, reminded me of that, but, uh, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's definitely, it's good to read because some of the people who are like, this isn't as good as the old expanded universe was because I read Heir to the Empire in 1994. Like, (laughs) it's like, well, no, this is, this is what, (laughs) this is what the expanded universe was. Good, bad, or indifferent. Those dark, those early dark horse comics existed. (laughs) I actually have never read Air of the Empire. That's on my list is to read that comic later this year. All three of those and record. Uh, you mean you mean the 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 novel the novels? No, I'm going to read the comics. Read I'm not the reading com- the novels. The comic adapt- adaptations. Yeah, I, I've re- I, yeah. I listen to the. I I don't read books. I just that won't work in my time. I did listen to Air of the Empire once, audiobook. But I don't like audiobooks, so I'm just going to read the comic. Yeah, I've I know. been trying I, to get through the the third Thrawn trilogy book for like the last five years. I just, I just can't. <laughs> I got through the first one. I remember I enjoyed it, but I, I used to work a job where I drove a truck around at night and sucked up garbage. I had plenty of time to listen to things. Why well, complicated? Why I was working there, but now I'm no longer there, so I don't have much time to do stuff like that. But one day. And um, before we go on to our last topic, that start with an L. Uh, Julian, anything that you want to mention? That you've been watching or reading? Just not not so much. Like I, I've I've been really bad about reading lately. Uh, I've so now that I just moved and I unpacked all my stuff. So I started rereading uh, the Invincible hardcovers that I've been collecting. <laughs> so I'm on like the second volume. Um, and so I've been slowly going through that. 
TV show wise, like it, you know, it's it's been really hard for me to focus on anything other than video games, like since the pandemic started. So show wise has definitely been just like comfort shows. So it's been like rewatching Letterkenny and the Venture Brothers and stuff like that. So there there hasn't really been much new that I've watched other than like the superhero TV shows that have come out recently, like Invincible and and the Marvel stuff. Okay. Oh, and you you reminded me I I did watch the first couple episodes of Rick and Morty. I forgot I did watch that. Yeah, I I, I tried. It's, it's it's tough. I I laugh, but it, it's tough. I didn't. <laughs> I'm yeah. I'm not that there. There's there's something we can agree on. I'm not not a fan of Rick and Morty. <laughs> I I it was terrible. I just I laughed. And I'm like this is terrible. And I haven't. I don't have an urge to go back. I'd rather watch Psych. I think I watched three episodes and I hadn't laughed once and it wasn't even like <laughs> it wasn't even like a titter like there was like nothing I was just like stone face and it wasn't even like terrible you need to impress me Rick and Morty that like that wasn't the mentality that I went into I was just like okay let me see what this is about everybody's into this show and I was just like okay I guess I'm I'm not smart enough because that's what they all that's all what all yeah, the fans say not. you're not smart enough if you don't get it. it's like okay first, well I guess I'm not smart enough the first episode like Marty Marty you need to stick these up your ass so they can't find it Marty Marty I need these stickies up your ass you know that wasn't intelligent to get that joke that was just stupid humor yeah, yeah. I, I, I also I also um I, I went to a bachelor party where somebody put on Rick and Morty episodes so I saw firsthand what fans of Rick and Morty what jokes they think are funny and I'm like, yeah, I mean, I, I, I understand. I understand that you said that they're robots and you meant it as a metaphor, but it sounded like you actually meant it as a real thing. But I, I don't find that to be, I mean, you know, it's meta, it's meta humor, it's meta commentary, but like, it has to be clever for meta commentary to be good. Yeah. yeah it's, I'll watch more eventually because I feel like I should, but we'll not, it's not on my list of things I want to cover right now or watch right once, now maybe once marijuana is legal in this state <sighs> um, yeah I, I probably would help it i'm we're not, we're close to the state we're not there yet but we're close in minnesota i live in texas so it's never happening once is, oh you're in texas no yeah. no they, they can't do that they rather make sure the they're too busy making sure babies are born than left on the doorstep long as they come out they're okay yep. they just he's got to come out first we don't care what happens after they can be shot after after they're born but they gotta be born all that matters <laughs> i got very political there for a second I I think it's true and you should say it also like yeah, you know they you know no no need to improve the electric grid after what happened in february that that's fine we'll just keep on with with the power outages during the summer yeah you don't need air conditioning in texas no just turn it off nope. right <laughs> let yourself cook <laughs> it's only texas you know uh hopefully things improve in the next year in that state i feel like this I feel like stuff like that will make a change in the next couple of years. Maybe, but maybe I just don't know the hell I'm talking about because I live in Minnesota. I, I mean, it could, it, it, it could, but I, I think that, you know, there, there's a lot of stuff that's being put into place to make sure that that doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, and that, not just in Texas, but just like across the country, which is very disturbing. Yeah. Things still suck around here in this country right now in certain places. So. All right. all right, and I think we should bring on to our the top of it. I'm assuming all three of us have watched uh, so far what's come out of Loki, right? Yes, I'm all yep. caught up. Okay, no spoilers, but I do want to just talk about it as our last topic for this episode. So, so Kendall, what is your? Are, were you a fan of WandaVision and Sam and uh, Sam and Falcon? Sam and Falcon, Falcon um, Winter Soldier. I think WandaVision is probably the best thing to come out of the Marvel Cinematic Universe period, and then Falcon and Winter Soldier uh, exceeded my expectations, but I had kind of expected it to be. Shitty. You know, just another Falcon and Winter Soldier, because all of the Captain America movies have felt like 
just the next thing. I was thinking Falcon and Winter Soldier would be just the next thing. Um, and uh, was very impressed with how they took t- probably the two most boring characters in the entire MCU and actually made them compelling. So I, I was, I was, I was pretty, I, I've been pretty happy with everything so far. Yeah. Okay. Well, what about you, Julian? Did you come in? Were you a fan of, I can't remember if you, did you watch the other two? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I loved WandaVision. It's, it's by far my favorite of the shows. I thought it was brilliant and I liked Falcon and the Winter Soldier a lot. It wasn't what I was expecting. I was expecting more of like a, like a buddy cop type thing. And it was, it ended up being like a little more like, like the, like the tone kind of like was over kind of all over the place throughout that show. But I, one thing I, I love the costuming. I, I think the costuming in that show is like some of the best that they've done in the MCU. Like when you get, when you get Captain America, Sam, and it's like, holy shit, that is just the comic book come to life. Like I really, I really enjoyed that, but it, it's definitely got issues, but I didn't, I liked it a lot more than I think a lot of people did. Cause I know a lot of people like were really down on that one. My, my one hang up on Falcon and Winter Soldier was when they went to Madripoor. I wish that it had been a bunch of people in costumes instead of just like generic punk people. <laughs> yeah, it, it that that was exciting. And, and also like it was like, but you're just you're just teasing me like it, it, <laughs> what I would have loved is if they had at least like made a reference to someone named Patch. Like you don't have to show him. Just have somebody mention Patch. That would have made no me happy. Patch is. Wolverine patches Wolverine with an eye patch. Oh, because <laughs> he, okay. he that's his that's his persona in Madripoor, isn't it? Or am I wrong? OK, that yes, would have been. Cool, yes. So but... I was actually just reading those issues of of the Wolverine comic. Apparently, when the Wolverine ongoing started, the, ver- the very first one, all of the X-Men were thought to be dead. So he was so he was undercover or he, w- he was hanging out in Mad- Madripoor and everybody knew him as Patch. Yeah. And he had to be very careful to like not let people see him pop his claws or like notice that he had a good healing thing because people would then would know that he was Wolverine. But since he's got the eye patch, nobody can tell. I guess it was the eighties. <laughs> okay. The reason I asked that is I so I came in, I enjoyed WandaVision. I also enjoyed, you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Neither one was my favorite, but when we got into Loki and we're five episodes in at the time of this recording, at the time you're hearing the show's already over, but I this is my favorite of the three. I love Loki so far. Like, I'm just like, this is great. This is making me laugh. I'm so interested. And I feel like this is the show that I'm going to take to people who aren't so, and like, watch this. Maybe it's just me though. I'm, I'm enjoying it. I, uh, what's his, what's his face? Loki is not one of my favorite characters. Like and Tom, what's his face? Hiddleston. It, yeah. Like his, yeah, he's not one of my favorite actors. So the deck was stacked against it. <laughs> and then, and then the first, and then we see the first episode, and it's a time police show, which like further stacks the deck against it because uh, <laughs> because Legends of Tomorrow is such a great show and already has done it, and also Umbrella Academy has done the weird version of it already. So, you know, we've kind of and Doctor Who and all this other, you know, other Man, stuff. Man, Doctor Who. Now that you bring up Legends of Tomorrow, that might have been the, like in the in my subconscious why I like like was so like repulsed by Loki in the first episodes because yeah like it I've watched the superhero version of this before and in, like it was way better because I, I I fell off of all of the CW Arrowverse stuff in the last few years but le- uh, but I loved Legends of Tomorrow like uh, so fun 
it's such a fun show. Well, I'll say Legends has has uh, has shorter seasons than all the other ones and doesn't tie into the other ones. So you could totally I should go back, back and, back. and catch up on that at least. Um, yeah, it's not it's, that I it's, it's not that I stopped enjoying them. I just at some point I right, stopped watching them regularly. And yeah. then it was like, now there's too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Legends stopped. is Legends is the easiest one to keep up with. Like I. I kept watching Flash even though I hated it, and I stopped watching Flash, uh, Supergirl even though I liked it. So, I, you know, I, I don't know. Also, so I totally, I totally hear you. And there's just too many. Like, like I watched the first episode of Black Lightning, and I was like, that was great. And then I did not watch the second episode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's just too but, many uh, of them. But Loki, I think, has I think quickly turned itself around because it di- it wasn't what it looked like it was going to be in the first episode. Um, it is it is this specific thing about about a weird two different Lokis and, and this, uh, you know, overthrowing this, this weird organization. And, you know, it's not about time travel at all. Um, no, it, and it, uh, it goes some interesting roads and I'm, I can't wait to, see, I can't wait to see how it wraps up. Like inter- I guess we're have some light spoilers. Who cares? You're, if you, if you, we're going to spoil Loki a little bit, so I guess just deal with it at this point. It's sort of the end of the mind. episode, right? So just uh, yeah, feel free to spoil whatever you want. I guess yeah. for the first five episodes, I, I say, yeah, screw what I was saying. This is the end of the episode. Fuck it, we'll just spoil Loki. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter. It's already out at this point. So yeah, I mean, so because I would, I did not like what I saw in the first few episodes, and I think my big problem was, okay, so you're telling me that there's this like cosmic time force. But they're all they all look like humans and all of their technology is from like 1962, <laughs> even though they know they can travel through time and should have all of the fancy shit. It, it reminds me of the line from Simon Phoenix and Demolition Man where he's like, where's all the ray guns? But but they explain it later on. And, and so I would say like by halfway through season four, that's really where it turned around for me. And I loved season or sorry, episode, episode. four. And then I loved episode five. And also, I I loved the fact that the Thanos copter made a cameo. <laughs> like that was the okay, I, thing. <laughs> I cracked up so hard when I saw that. I'm like, yes, yes. And Polybius, if you know, for you, you know, you gaming nerds out there, and like I thought that was really funny because that's the game that doesn't exist. I don't know something about seeing the like. I also love seeing characters in the original costumes and the fact that we've gotten that throughout these shows. Like we got mm-hmm. Wanda in her original Scarlet Witch costume. We got Loki in his original costume. Like it makes me happy to see that type of stuff. And me too. I also really like Sylvie. I like their whole the way that Loki and Sylvie interact with each other, even though they're kind of like they're the same person. And the fact that the only person that Loki can love is himself in a female form. Pretty yeah, much. I like that. <laughs> I like how he he doesn't trust it because he doesn't trust anyone but himself. And you and I like all the other different Lokis. Like it didn't the the scene where you first see President Loki didn't click to me right away that they were all Lokis that were with him too until right. after a bit. I really liked the moment where the where the um the Thor's hammer Loki had brought the, all the other Lokis to overthrow them. And the, and then they betray him. And then the army betrays the Loki for president. And <laughs> it was uh, very Loki. <laughs> I liked, I liked them all betraying each other. That was, that was good stuff. My, um, my official prediction is that, is that uh, Sylvie is going to be the new Loki. And um, the last, and that the last moment of the, last episode is going to be somebody calling her Sylvie and she said, and her correcting them, telling her to call her Loki. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that too, unfortunately. Cause, cause it, I was actually amazed that Hiddleston signed on for a whole series after Endgame Cause that end game very much felt like, all right, like we're all piecing out, you know, like it's time, yeah. it's time for the new people to take over. 
So, so and I'd be I'd be cool with that. I, th- I think she's a she's a cool character, and I, and I like I like the way she she plays her role. Um, and and obviously they're they're leading this one and WandaVision is definitely leading towards like the whole multiverse stuff that we're going to see in Doctor Strange two and the next Spider Man. So that I'm excited for because like the whole thing with the whole thing everything going on Loki is there is no you know multiverse. There's only the one timeline, and you can and as you see as the show is going like yeah, that's coming. Like they're going to make the multiverse, and I also can't wait to see what happens with the the Time Lords because they weren't they were just androids. Mm-hmm. And I want to see Kang, but I'm expecting they're not going to bring Kang in this. Maybe a cameo at the very end, but I doubt it, which is fine, because Kang coming in Ant-Man. Right, yeah. Maybe Julia Louis-Dreyfus is in charge of the time people. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Actually, no, it probably is going to be Kang. Now that I've I've seen the fifth episode, because it's it's obviously, because I was thinking it was the the lady. Me too. Remember her name. It doesn't matter. The, like the judge. Owen Wilson's friend. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking she was going to be the one that was behind everything, but it seems that she's not. I can't tell if she knows it or she's just acting like she's confused. I think that she knows more than she's letting on. But uh, I don't think she knows everything. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't think she knows everything. And I th- I think that she's, she, at least historically, has not had anyone challenge her beliefs so she's been willing to, and she's, and you know, she drinks the Kool-Aid. So she's been willing to overlook certain things. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping, and th- this is kind of just more for like going forward into the next MCU stuff period. I'm hoping they let it get more weird with the cosmic stuff. Like it, Silver Surfer was my first superhero comic. And so I've always been very like into the cosmic area of the Marvel universe. So it's like, I want to see order and chaos and I want to see eternity. And I, you know, like I want to see the, the grand tribunal. Like I want to see all that weird shit, like eventually. And I, like, I would, I think this would be like the great, a great place for something like that to pop in. I think it's not going to happen and we're too late into the series, but um, I, I'm hoping that things start to get weird. <laughs> you know, what just occurred to me, you know, who probably is in, in charge of the TVA Loki, another version of him. Yeah, that would be funny. Okay. Yeah, I'll bet that's what it is. I'll bet that's who's, who's in charge. I could see it. Because who else is it? There's no other characters. It has to be somebody from the show, right? Yeah. You would think so. I mean, so, because I know a lot of, like, when WandaVision was going on, like, all, a lot of the fans were like, oh, it's it's Mephisto, it's Mephisto. And it's like, <sighs> no, there was never really, like, a, a like, Wanda really kind of was, like, the closest thing to, like, the big bad in that show. She um, is the big bad. But, I don't care what the show says. You know, I I could see, but it was Agatha all along. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could see this show actually being like, no, here is the person in the shadows in the very last bit of the last episode, and it it working. But no, you're right, Kendall. Like that's not really how it should be. Like it should be someone that you've already seen, or there should have at least been like enough like threads leading to whoever it is, and it. So yeah, it, it's hard to say at this. It point. It has to be yeah. It has to be Loki. It has to be. We've seen a bunch so of different of types them. of uh, types of Lokis, and and the one person that can can restore the memories is a Loki, and uh, and like the whole point of apparently the whole point of the organization is to go and find Lokis and lock them up because there have been so <laughs> many of them. So yeah, that would, that would make a lot of sense actually. Yeah, I don't want that, but it does. I mean, either that or either that or Ironmonger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. I'm I'm excited to see where it goes. I'm the most excited for this show. 
than I have been. Like WandaVision, I was really excited for. Falcon Winter Soldier, I just watched them. I'm like, I didn't feel that like same excitement, especially the way that show ended. But this one, I feel like is just, this makes me want to skip what I've been doing in the MCU and just record Loki out of order and just get it out there because I feel like it, I should do a big three-hour breakdown of that show. Mm. They needed, they needed, they, I, w- I just wish WandaVision had had more of the sitcom stuff. Like, yeah, I, I, wish I was hoping for a How I Met Your Mother style version. <laughs> <laughs> show i i i i yeah, i'll get there in our day <laughs> uh, that's like one of my favorite sitcoms like it, it's I not quite it. up at night court level but well let me let me tell you, I, I love i love all six seasons of how i met your mother because there's six <laughs> okay. there's six seasons of how i met yep. your mother we'll go with i, I will not argue I mean, with that. I, I love i love how i met your mother until the first commercial break of the finale but uh i also won't argue with that either but yeah, yeah, yeah. That that would be the that would be how to do How I Met Your Mother is is like uh have it be a How I Met Your Mother parody for the last episode of the season and then make the la- and then make that episode horrible. <laughs> <laughs> but I will no, but not not even. Uh, I just I just wanted like because really we only got like like two full blown the like those first two episodes were like full blown parodies and then like. Maybe one, and then the third episode, everything kind of started falling apart. And then after that, it was like, I mean, yes, there was the there was a Malcolm in the Middle parody and a like Modern Family parody, but they were very much secondary to what was what else was going on. Yeah, and I wish that it would have been. I mean, it would have been great if it had been twelve episodes and just had like a little. Because I mean, Marvel does the little teases. That's what they do. Just done like a little tease in each one. That's my only, but I still think it's, yeah, I still think it's better than like, uh, you know, something, some garbage like Endgame or something. So you don't like Endgame? No, I love Endgame. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think that WandaVision is better. I think WandaVision is like the, is the coolest, most interesting thing that they've done in all in the entire MCU. But I still I won't have- argue with that. Okay. And Loki, Loki just is somehow becoming that one for me that's really standing out. And I'm, I'm just, I'm hoping that the ending keeps me really happy because depending, because again, for these shows, if you, if you mess up an episode, it can ruin the show for me. I mean, it doesn't ruin it, but it doesn't make me as happy. So I'm hopeful. Maybe they'll just make it a parody of how I met your mother. <laughs> I won't be happy then at all, <laughs> but I'm glad it exists. I, I, I really am just thrilled with everything. Like I, there's a like I, there's a couple scenes that really stood out to me that I really enjoyed. Like I really enjoyed when they're on the train, just the, their whole conversation with Sylvie and Loki, and just when he gets drunk and he's singing in Asgardian because he's drunk, so he reverted back to his natural language. Like all every, it's just there's some good, really good stuff in there that even I know a lot of people complain about that episode when they're just on the planet and nothing happens. I like that episode a lot. That's the episode that, that got me on board. Yeah, I, some people like, really hated that episode because nothing really happens. It just they go to this, they go to get on the ship. The ship blows up and then they go, oh, shit. <laughs> Some yeah. of my favorite things in comics is when nothing, quote unquote, happens. Like my favorite X-Men issues are the ones where they're playing sports at the mansion. Like those are always my favorite issues because there's so much character building going on. Um, and it lets them like kind of let their hair down. And, and I, I you need that in stuff. And that's why taking it all the way back to uh, the, the beginning of the episode. That's why I love Black Widow so much. Yeah, it does. So it definitely. It, yeah, you definitely get a lot of that, and and that was very good. I, I, they they let those characters breathe. Man, I am so excited to go see that movie in three and a half hours now. 
Oh. I'm definitely going to watch it again, maybe later today or tomorrow, because I, I did the Marvel or the Disney Premier Access thing. So, you, you know, you get your, you, get, yeah, get your I get, you can watch it as much as you want. And like I said, like I watch these movies a lot. So it, it's it's already weird that I've only watched it once since it came out, because <laughs> if, if this had been in the theaters, like I probably would have already seen it at least twice. Well, it was in the theaters, but if I was going to the theaters, well, <laughs> it wasn't the pandemic. Yeah, because <laughs> the pandemic the four times. I would have already I don't seen care this twice. what people say. Oh, it's all, it ain't over. It's just we just stopped caring. It ain't over. I mean, yeah. We've gotten better, but it sure as hell ain't done. Well, I'm I'm going to start going to the theaters once a week Same. going forward. Oh, so oh. I man, because we got Space Jam. Then we got uh, uh, th- then we got uh, Nightcrawler. Then we've Nightcrawl- got Suicide Squad. Then we got Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. We got the Green Knight. We got. I don't know. I forget what else. There's a couple other movies that are coming out that I'm excited about. But like when I saw those previews before Black Widow, it was like, I want to see every single one of these movies, even though even free guy. Yeah, I, I want to see that one. It uh, looks yeah. And that, that, was the, that was the thing that was like missing from watching it at home. It's like, oh, right. No trailers. Because that's I always love the trailers. I don't mind. Like, trailers. I, I don't know what it was. I don't know what it was about that that I, it was just a, it was such a great because this is not the first movie that i've gone to since the pandemic but it was the first time i was in like a like a mostly full theater it was probably about two-thirds full and oh man it was just such a great experience and like you you get out of it and you hear like the little kids being all excited about it the teenage girls pretending like they're not excited about it yeah it was, it was yeah that, that's that's what i miss <laughs> All right. I think that any last things we should say about Loki or should we wrap this up? I think I'm good. Yeah. I'm looking forward okay. to the last episode. I got another podcast to record in 10 minutes, so we better oh, wrap this okay. up. <laughs> uh, Kendall, why don't you go first with your your plug where people can find you at? Yeah. So you can find everything I do at kendallcast.ninja or uh, at khalman on Twitter, K-H-A-L-M-A-N. Listeners to this podcast will probably enjoy the, pot, the Polis podcast where we are currently reviewing the Marvel Comics Civil War event. I also do a movie roundtable. I think we just posted our Big Lebowski episode. Yeah. And uh, that's what we called music is a podcast where we are reviewing song by song. The now that's what I called music uh, catalog. Uh, and I just uh, recorded a couple episodes of my of my uh, my my Doug review podcast, dear journal. <laughs> so yeah, but yeah, everything's available at Kendallcast.ninja. Okay. And Julian, where can people find you at? Yeah. Easiest way is to find me on Twitter. Um, personally, I'm at Julian underscore Titus and you can find nerds without pants at NWP cast, but I actually wanted to take a minute to plug my co-hosts show. My co-host, Justin ham has started a podcast in the last year called this is video games where he plays through like really bad porn games that he finds on steam. <laughs> um, and what you have to know about Justin is that he's an asexual man. So he is getting no enjoyment out of these. Like even, even on the reason, even like the reason that they're made, like he is not getting anything out of it. And so what he does is he records the play sessions and he edits those down. And then he also cuts in from the editing bay to kind of comment, you know, about the past and, I it makes I realize that I'm a bad person because I enjoy his suffering so so much. But it is one of my favorite podcasts now, and I'm not just saying that because he's my co-host. It is legitimately like one of the funniest things that I listen to on a weekly basis, and it makes my Thursdays at work so much better. And so I highly recommend everybody check out This Is Video Games. 
just be aware that you're going to hear some nasty shit because they okay. it, it, it's there's there's some really fucked up stuff in the porn genre. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. That's okay. I'm going to have to take a look at this too. This sounds hilarious. It's great. <laughs> okay. And you did you also mention where you're from, Nerds Without Pants? Yeah, I mean, you know, people have heard me on the show and they've I've talked about Nerds Without Pants. So I really just wanted to give like okay. time to this is video games cuz Justin is very humble and he doesn't really do a lot to promote his own show and he really should cuz I I when he when the first episode came out I was like, "Okay, dude, like this is something that you can make money off of and you need to like really like <laughs> make a go of it because holy shit, it's just so entertaining. <laughs> it's hard to get that far. I'm trying. And yeah. speaking of money, if you want to help out this show, you can donate to our Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. You can th- go over to our Patreon and vote in our, every month we have a different poll of something that we will have to cover on the show, depending who vote, what people vote for. And right now I, well, right, I do on posing right now. It's animated movie, Batman, massive phantasm, TMNT turtles forever, Hulk verse or green lantern. First light. You can decide what we're going to cover. So go just for a little dollar. You can vote on there. Also, if you want to donate $10 to this show, I will promote you four times a month. So if you have a podcast or YouTube that you want to get a little extra promotion out there, just throw me $10 and you will get that shout out. We also will check out your show, too. So definitely vote please do that. Mask of the Phantasm. I, I want to, but that's not what's winning at the moment. But that's what I want to cover, <laughs> yes. And want to give a shout out to our awesome intro and outro, courtesy of Bobby, a.k.a. Mike Tony from ZP Bite the Bullet. Song is a cool kid squad. Definitely go check him out. you see a link in the show notes to his YouTube channel. Also link to these wonderful podcasts the podcasters that are with me tonight, so definitely check them out, too. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube. We are on YouTube. You can definitely check us out there also. We just post audio content, but if you'd rather listen to your podcast on YouTube, it's on YouTube. So check that out. And I think that's everything I need to say tonight, because we have said a lot for an episode that's normally only about an hour <laughs> or, or less than an hour. So we will see you guys all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.